Blog Talk Radio.
Praise Jesus. You're listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. Saturday morning live with Jesus. I am your host, Evangelist Portia MacIver, along with Sister Stephanie. Hallelujah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We thank God for being up and alive this cold morning in December. Hallelujah. We hey, Christmas is just around the corner. Hope you all are ready. But don't go broke this Christmas, okay? You still got to live next year. Amen? Don't do like some people do. You spend all that money during Christmas. And then turn around in January and you got to face all those bills. Don't do that. Christmas is not just about the presents. The real meaning of Christmas is Jesus Christ. Amen? This is the day that we chose. Hallelujah, to celebrate his birthday. They say he was born another time. The Jewish has a calendar that says that he was born actually in April. I don't know. I've got to do some studying up on that. But we will see. Amen. Hallelujah, because that had to have been a hard trip. If it was in the wintertime, a pregnant woman, nine months pregnant, on a donkey going to Bethlehem. Really? Anyway, just know the reason for the season, and that is J-E-S-U-S. Amen? Not money, not presents, amen? Not fruitcake, not turkey, not ham, amen? We celebrate using those things, but like I say, know the reason for the season, amen? Hallelujah. He hung, bled, and died on the cross for you and I so that we could be redeemed from our sins. Don't forget that. Amen. Don't spend all your money. Believe me, I know. I've had five kids. Spend all that money on the toy. And what happened before the day is gone? They either fighting over them or they broke something. And before the year is gone, they won't even know where the things are. Think about that. Anyway, we're going to go on. <laughs> I didn't get on here to give you a Christmas message. Have a good time doing Christmas, amen? But we're coming with Sister Stephanie with our prayer list. And as you can see, our title, this is an introduction to a three-series teaching, amen? Hallelujah. Sister Stephanie, would you come with our announcement? Um, this is our updated prayer list. We have Lennon Owens, Keith Katie, Minister Monica Batts, Malik Rose, Patricia David, the Hazley Household, Richard Robinson, Emory Holmes, Diane Holmes, Remy Holmes, Russ Wagner, Diane Wagner, and their granddaughter Abby. Also keep their ministry in prayer at the Mega Kingdom Ministry. Also, Edna Clark, Pia Cook, Jess Eric, Robert, daughters Abby and granddaughter Mackenzie, also their friend Debbie, also keep faith in your prayers. All right, faith is Brother Isaac's daughter, right? Yes. Okay, 
going to do the nations today? Okay. Uh, we have uh, Canada, United States, India, Italy, France, Australia, Germany, Russia, and Alaska. Thank you all for listening. Amen. And as usual, I'd like to honor our first responders, the policemen, the EMTs, and the firemen. Amen. So they're the first ones on the scene when trouble comes. You dial 911 and they are there. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, our military. We thank God for our military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. Hallelujah. And all of the rest. There are other branches I'm learning here lately, but I've got to find out what they are, and i got to let you know. Amen. But we thank God for them because they're out there on the lines, hallelujah, in different nations protecting them. They're also protecting us right here, hallelujah, in whatever state you're in. They're protecting you because there is, what's the name of those ones that you saw in the, in the truck? She's forgotten, and I've forgotten too, but they are here to protect us. Amen. And they are volunteers, y'all. They weren't drafted. They are volunteers. The draft has been gone a long time ago. They volunteered to go in to the service, the military service, to protect the United States and all of its interests in other countries. Amen. So we thank them for that. Hallelujah. Many souls have been lost. Many men and women have been lost, lost their lives in protecting America. We thank them. Hallelujah. We thank their families. Because that was a sacrifice. Hallelujah. From their families. That person is no longer there. That person is gone over into eternity. But you know what? There's a scripture that says, Greater love has no man or a woman that he then that he gives up his life for a friend. And that's exactly what happened. When they got killed in active duty, they gave up their life for a friend. So we thank them, hallelujah, for that. In the name of Jesus. Um, and on the prayer list, we have two updates. Remy Holmes is doing better with the strengthening of his arms and saying he's lifting five pounds now. You know, I told you they had to, they wanted his arms to get stronger so that he could go through physical therapy, which means that his legs just need strengthening. But his arms have to get strengthened first because he has to be able to hold himself up in order to do physical therapy. He's lifting five pounds now, y'all. Thank God for that. Your prayers are working. He's beginning to lift five pounds. So he's going to go from five to ten to twenty-five to fifty, and eventually a hundred. Amen. Hallelujah. So that he can keep himself up and do the walking that his legs need to have done, strengthen those muscles and things in those legs. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe that, I mean, it's already doing good. Five pounds, you know. Come on, from a person who couldn't lift anything to five pounds, 
and he's going to keep on. He's not going to give up. They say he's in good spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. But, of course, when Satan, when the enemy sees good coming, he always tries to get in with something terrible. So what has happened is that now his kidneys are infected. So we ask you to help to pray for that, to lift him up in prayer, that they can get that infection out of his kidneys, that his fit kidneys will not go bad. You know, I don't know what's going on with the kidneys. Is it in the water? There's little sister Faith and there's Malik. What is going on with our kidneys today? You know, I'm all hearing back and forth. People need replacement kidneys, replacement kidneys. I'm saying, my God, what is going on, you know? But just pray for him because his kidneys are infected. Otherwise, he is doing great. He is making good progress. So pray for him that they can give him antibiotics or whatever to get that infection out of his kidney. I don't know whether that's not enough water or whether he's not urinating often enough or what. But God is able, the same God that's causing him to lift five pounds when he couldn't lift anything, that same God can cause them to find out what's going on with those kidneys so that he will not lose them. The brother's going through much at a young age. Remember, this is the one that just graduated from high school. But we thank God for your prayers, because your prayers are working. Amen? Hallelujah. I gave you my testimony. I think it was last week. Um, and you know, I told you I had neurosarcoidosis. There are several kinds of sarcoidosis. And don't even ask me what it is. I can't even explain it. But with mine... I had neurosarcoidosis. Um, it affected my central nervous system, and it also fe- affected my adrenaline gland. And um, it got to the point that my adrenaline gland was putting out too much adrenaline, which was making me nervous, which caused a lot of inflammation in my body because my white blood cells and my red blood cells started carrying on because my body was really fighting against itself, and then my alpha T cells don't know, God knows, the doctor knows. My alpha T cells start acting up because my red blood cells and my white blood cells were working against one another, and my adrenaline was working against everything. But guess what? I went, I knew something was wrong. Well, not wrong, I knew something was right because I didn't feel as bad as I did before. But, I went to my doctor to get my yearly MRI, and um, before I got home, y'all, my doctor had sent an email to me. Um, what is this thing called? My chart. It's called my chart at my um, at UVA. Guess that's where I go to to UVA. Two and a half hours from Danville, Virginia, but that's okay, you know, because I've got a very good neurologist. And those people up there, I tell you, they going to work on you until you either get healed or you die. Amen? I thank God for UVA and other hospitals out there like that, I know. But since my location is here in Danville, Virginia, they sent me to UVA. Long story short, when I got home, 
I had got a text from my doctor on my chart saying everything looks great. There is no more. Now listen to this. I said your prayers work. Well, my prayers and your prayers together, they're working. Uh, oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something. She said there's no more inflammation in my spine, in my brainstem, or in my brain. Praise God, hallelujah. I rejoice in that hallelujah because prayers work. That's our communication with God. She said she's going to do another one next year, and by that time she wants all of the inflammation from around my optic nerves to be gone. Amen. She says just a wee bit there, but she wants that gone in, 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 also. She doesn't want anything there. So you know what that means? Since I have no inflammation in my brain, none on my brain stem, none in my spine. I mean, I had to have a spinal tap, y'all. That was scary. I had to keep completely still. Now think about this. A woman who has neurosarcoidosis, who's just by nature hyper, you know, and because of the adrenaline gland, they're going to tell me i got to keep still. I can't make one move. Ooh, you know, somebody was praying while she was, they were doing that spinal tap. And the thing about it, they arch you just like you a rocket, strap you down, and you feel like you're about to take off. I said, oh, my God, what is this? Your feet are on something, of course, you know. You're strapped in, and they have little things on the inside that you can rest your arms on or rest your hands on. But still, it's easy to move, you know, especially with me and my nature. But I didn't move. God kept me still. Amen. They got the diagnosis, and it's been that way for, what, three years? So we got here four years. Okay, three years. But it's gone, y'all. It's gone. Even if with the small amount, wee amount, as my doctor said, of inflammation in around my optic nerve, the rest of that mess is gone. They were telling me that this was going to be like that. You know, and they had me on, they got me on these pills and this and that and da-da-da and da-da-da. And you can do this and you can do that. No. I'm going to let Jesus do it. And, okay, we started this program not for that reason, but because I'm not going to sit still and do nothing. You know, I was a preacher beforehand. I was an evangelist beforehand. I was a pastor beforehand. So I'm going to keep on doing what I do regardless of the sickness in my body. Hallelujah. As long as my mouth can run, hey, I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. But I thank you all because since I have been on here, and I know you all have been praying for me because I've been asking for prayer. Guess what? This sister's healed too. Amen. Now, remember my niece, Natasha. I bought her before you all. Mm, thank you, Jesus. She had cancer. She had to get a hair shaved off. She Her nails turned black from the chemotherapy. But at that last bout of chemotherapy, that number six round of chemotherapy, they took her and did a CAT scan, and the results came back. No abnormalities found. You know what that means? No more cancer. She's doing fine today. Amen. So keep on praying for this pe these people on this prayer list. Your prayers are working. Amen. And if you have been healed 
hallelujah of anything, let us know by emailing us through reaching the masses media ministry at gmail.com. Amen. And let us know your report. Give God the glory because that's what I do for my niece and for myself. I give God the glory. Amen. I give God the glory for all of those who are on the prayer list before the healing even takes place. I give God all the glory. Because I believe in prayer, corporate prayer. The Bible said where two of you are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Imagine what happens with two, three, four, twenty, thirty, a hundred. Don't you know God lifts his head up and says, I hear you, and it is done. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Hallelujah. But please pray for Brother Remy and also Brother Malik, the one that's in on career. We thought he was coming home. We thought he was on the way home. But no, he's not. And we want him out of there because we don't know what Kim, how do you pronounce his name? Kim, Kim Jong-un. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not familiar with those foreign names. But he's talking about giving the United States a Christmas present. And it ain't going to be a wrapped present with a red bow. He's talking about his missiles. He wants to shoot off some old missiles, y'all. Hallelujah. This man, we have tried. President Trump has tried. And I thought they were friends there for a while. But you know what? Your enemy can never be your friend. I have learned that over the years. You know, it, it's like my mom always told me, keep your enemies close to you. That way you'll know what they're doing and you can duck before they shoot. Amen? Mm-mm. Anyway, keep Brother Malik in your prayers also because he is still over there. We're praying that they let him out there because we don't know what... Uh, you know what, I'm just going to say it the way that I know it. We don't know what Mr. Rocket Man is going to do. Amen? Hallelujah. So just pray for him to get out of Korea. Hallelujah. Even though he's in, what, South Korea? Mm-hmm. We want him out of Korea completely because this Mr. Kim, let me tell you something. He does not respect man or beast. Right, Amen? I'm sorry? Right, North Korea. North Korea. Okay. So Malik is in North Korea. No, Kim Jong-un. No, where's Malik? I'm not sure what part of Korea. Okay. If Kim Jong-un is in North Korea, then Malik is in South Korea. He's in a peaceful part. So we just pray that he comes out there. Like I said, Mr. Kim does not respect anybody. Amen? I mean, he got his own brother killed. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. We want Malik out of there. We want all of our military out there, but especially Malik because he needs a kidney. You all know the story. He donated a kidney to his auntie. Then his, um, what did those say? No, his kidneys got messed up by his appendix. So now he's on dialysis. He needs a kidney. So we pray that he gets that kidney. But we want him back over here because over there, I don't know what they're going to do. Nobody does, you know. We want him 
Yeah, they got hospitals over there, military hospitals, but we want him here and going good American soil with good doctors. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're praying that the Lord releases him. He's not coming out of the military. He's just coming home for a while so that he can get that kidney. And the last report I heard was that he was on his way home, but I don't know what happened there. But we're still going to continue to pray that the Lord brings him back home to us. It would be good if he get home right around Christmas. Hallelujah. But continue to pray for Malik Rose and for Remy Holmes. Amen. Hallelujah. Right now we're going into <laughs> yeah our opening prayer. Now we've had the prayer list and everything. And the, repair, the prayer request. Oh, yes. And for Lakeisha, Minister Lakeisha Hazley, um, pray for her also. She was telling me about her left knee this morning. And I have forgotten what the name of, anyway, she has fluid on her left knee. And that thing is giving her a fit. But we know a God that can draw this fluid off overnight. Amen. Make those knees like brand new. So pray for her to keep her on your prayer list. Amen. Let us go before the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this Saturday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We ask you to bless each and every one's name that we have called out. Lord, hallelujah. Lord, I know what you can do. You've done it for me. You did it for Natasha. Now you can do it for everybody else. Lord, when we get together, you said that my people who are called by my name will honor themselves and pray and seek your faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will you hear from heaven and you will heal their land. Hallelujah, Lord. We're made of earth. Hallelujah. From the dust of the earth. So, yeah, we're made of land. These coverings, these coats that we wear that we call flesh, not the real us. Is made of earth. Hallelujah. So, Lord, hallelujah. <clears throat> As it is in heaven, so let it be on earth or in earth, these bodies. There's no sickness in heaven. So it can be no sickness in these bodies in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we glorify your name. Be blessed each and every year that's listening here this morning. Bless their home. Go into their home, Lord, and bring peace, total, absolute peace. Let your presence be there, Lord. Hallelujah. You said you would never leave nor forsake us, and you have proven yourself over and over and over again that your word is true. You cannot lie. Hallelujah. Your word goes. You send your word out to accomplish what you want for it to accomplish, and it shall not return unto your void. That is written, hallelujah, in the word of God. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, because we know that your word is true. And although we don't see it right now, it's there, it's already done, because you said, hallelujah, we were wounded. My brother, you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you, and with your stripes we are healed, are now, this day, 
just healed. What don't matter what it looked like, we are healed. And when we get that in our hearts and minds, the healing takes place, Lord. Something miraculous happens. You're all about miracles, Father. People don't believe in miracles nowadays. But I don't see how they know because, hallelujah, you're still working miracles, Lord. I'm a living miracle, a living walking miracle. This is not the first time I've been down with a sickness, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you're good, and I love you. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. There's a song, Lord, that says, if he did it before, he'll do it again. Same God back then, same God right now. Hallelujah. You are God and you do not change. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name. Use us for your vessels today, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep our audience and our subscribers praying for all these people, Lord, and we will continue to pray for them. Hallelujah, Jesus. In your holy name, your words, our voice. In the name of Jesus, Lord, use us as your vessels. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to come with our scripture today. We're going to come out of Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to have Sister Stephanie to read it. Verse 21, and Lord, God caused a good sleep to fall to Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up his flesh and said, Thereof, in the rib which the Lord God has taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is my, this now my bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh. She, she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that scripture that she read, I want you to go and I want you to study that scripture for this week because this is just the introduction. The meat of the whole matter will come next Saturday, Saturday after next, and the Saturday after that one. Amen. Hallelujah. It's going to be a three-week series. Um... Stephanie, what is the third week in December on?
the Garden of Eden. But the Bible said when he created man, then he turned eastward and created the garden. And he called it the Garden of Eden. And he placed Adam in the Garden of Eden. And when he did, we know the story about Adam naming all the animals. And the animals um, had dominion. No, Adam had dominion over the animals. Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, he had lordship over the animals. God put him over the Garden of Eden to rule over it. Amen. He was the first ecclesia. Amen. To rule over the garden. He was to rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, all of the animal and every creeping thing. Amen. And every flying thing, little butterflies and things, yeah, he lorded over them. Amen. He had dominion and authority over them. Hallelujah. When he took Eve out of Adam's side, when Adam did all that he had to do, notice Adam had a job first before he got a wife. Amen. God gave him dominion over the earth mm. and everything that was in it. At that time, that included Satan. Mm-hmm. Think about that. He had dominion over Satan, y'all. Yeah, Satan was lurking around. We know that from what happened later on in that chapter. Amen? Uh, later on in Genesis. But Satan had no power over him. None whatsoever. As long as he obeyed God's word, Satan had no power over him. But we're not going that way today. When he gave Adam dominion, Hallelujah. Then he put Adam to sleep. And the Bible said, what kind of sleep was it? Uh, a deep sleep. A deep sleep. That's one of those good ones, y'all. You know how you get that deep sleep? And you, you <laughs> some people drool. <laughs> yeah, he was in a deep sleep. That's so he wouldn't feel any pain. I'm quite sure it had to whatever, when he took that rib out. When Adam woke up, he was missing a rib, but he had been closed up as if nothing happened. No pain, no nothing. There's no anesthesia like Jesus' anesthesia, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Like the numbness of God, hallelujah. When he puts you to sleep and takes something out, you don't feel a thing. You wake up refreshed and happy, and that's what happened with Adam. And he woke up, he saw Eve. Hallelujah. And he named her woman. Well, God named her woman. Later on, after they fell, she became Eve. But God named her woman, which meant man with a womb. Amen. Woe man or woo man. Womb man. Amen. She had everything he had except certain things. She had a womb. Amen. And a cervix. Amen. Adam had something else. Amen. Hallelujah. But inside, they were totally different. Adam had no wound. He had no cervix. He didn't need one. Amen. 
Adam had breasts, but his were flat, turn worms, because she has in her body what's called estrogen. Adam had testosterone. Hmm. Because that kept him being a man. And that estrogen kept her being a woman. Mm-hmm. She looked like Adam, but she was different. Her hair was longer. His hair was short. And it may not have been. I don't know. This is what I'm imagining in my mind. They both could have had long hair. But it was something about Eve. She was different from him. She was shapely. She had breasts. It was something about Eve that he looked at her and said, this is woman. This is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. But see, that woman, because of where she was created yet in, at, and because of the difference in her body that is different from Adam, even though she came from his, his rib, she was different. She had different parts. She had different feelings, different desires. Her soul was different. Hallelujah. She desired things that Adam didn't desire. Amen. Although he was head, he didn't know what he had. Women are naturally curious. Men aren't. Amen. Hallelujah. And, of course, when it came down to the time when they were walking in the garden with God, and they did what they did, because when she, when Adam, God gave Adam dominion, and the Bible said they were one, when she, he created Eve, they were one, then she also, we say sometimes that he didn't give Eve the, the, the rule, Eve was in Adam, so she heard him just like Adam did. Amen? How do I know? Because when you carry a baby, when women carry a baby, that baby hears what you say. They hear your voice. They hear everything that's around you. That's why when you're carrying a baby, keep yourself stress-free. Amen? Hallelujah. I wish my mom had known that when she carried me. Amen? Because I remember some stories that she told me. She was not stress-free, y'all. Amen. But hallelujah. When you come from something or someone, yeah, you know, you may not know out front, but your subconscious mind has it. And see, Jesus taught them. He taught both of them. He didn't just teach Adam. He taught both of them when he would come in the coolness of the day, and walk with them. He was teaching both of them about what he what he needed them to do. What God literally did was brought part of heaven to earth. That's what he wanted. That's what Eden was, the Garden of Eden was. It was part of heaven. He created it to look like heaven because he wanted part of heaven on earth. And he wanted man and woman, his creation. Amen? His likeness to rule over the Garden of Eden. That, that he literally brought heaven to earth, y'all. It, it, it had not been said what the Garden of Eden looked like. We only get a part of the description. 
hallelujah out of the Bible, just like we get a part of the description of heaven out of the Bible. But I can guarantee you it was most beautiful. Amen? And Adam was put over it. He was given dominion over it. Amen? And everything in it. Hallelujah. Eve was his mate, so she had dominion, joint dominion with him. Hallelujah. But like I said, Eve had certain needs. Eve needed to be loved. So did Adam. That's true. Eve needed tenderness. Eve needed to be able to trust Adam. Mm-hmm. Eve needed to know that Adam was his having dominion over everything. He named the animals and everything. He provided the food. He worked the garden, the, the all of the herbs and the vegetables and stuff. He bought them. Eve didn't. He did. She may have prepared them, but that was his job to bring them. Amen. Like I said, he gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that another time. But when she was created, she was created in beauty. When she came out of Adam and she opened her eyes, she was in beauty. She was in heaven on earth. And that's what she was used to. Adam was created outside of the garden where there were no trees and flowers and all of that. It was just dirt. That's what the Bible says. He was created from the dust of the earth. It said nothing about there were any flowers <coughs> or trees or anything like that. He put all of that in the Garden of Eden. So, when Eve woke up and she saw all of this beauty around her, of course, that became her personality. And let me tell you, yes, a full-grown woman. Amen. Not a baby. A full-grown woman. Amen. And she looked around her and she saw all of this beauty. And we don't know how long they were there before the fall came, but she was used to beauty. She was used to having a man, hallelujah, take care of her. Amen. She was used to trusting him. Whatever she needed, all she had to do was say, Adam, I want, or sometimes it was probably there before she even wanted it. Because remember, they were one. So he knew what she needed, knew what she wanted. So it was probably there before she had to open her mouth and look for it. Amen? They knew what to do. But at that particular time, they were new. They were covered in God's glory. God covered them in his glory for that time. Oh, he had a plan. But it wasn't time yet for it. Amen? Hallelujah. So they walked covered in God's glory. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. Going to Genesis, they were covered in God's glory. So they looked at one another, and all they saw was one another's face. They did not see the body and all the other parts. Amen? God wanted to keep the carnal knowledge out of their mind for right then until they matured as human beings. Amen? Hallelujah. And they walked with God in the cool of the day, and he taught them, and they lived wonderfully. They lived in heaven on earth. And then one day as Eve was walking, or the woman, the Bible said, was walking through the garden, 
pox, Mr. Certain, Mr. Serpent. Satan had embodied a serpent, and this serpent, uh, I think Sister Stephanie found an article where the serpents back in those days walked upright. I will ask her and see if she can find it again, and maybe we will either bring it back next week or maybe we can insert it somewhere on this program. But anyway, be on the lookout for that. She actually found that, you know. They found something over in some foreign land. Yeah, the serpent actually had legs and feet, y'all. Amen. So we thinking this thing is going to slither up the tree and talk. No, no, he didn't. He walked up to her. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe he climbed the tree. Was he what? I'm sorry. Okay. Um, she says she found it, but it, can you put it in the description box? Uh, she's going to put it in the description box so you can go in there and read it. But Satan... Well, the serpent walked upright. Satan got into that thing. Remember, Satan's a spirit. And he came to Eve mm, through this serpent. And she listened to him. It was nothing strange to her. The Satan, the serpent walked upright anyway. He was just one of the animals, hallelujah, that they had dominion over. Mm-hmm. Mm. But... She heard him. She listened to him. Because remember, a certain, uh, have you ever seen a talking snake nowadays? Uh-huh. So how was this serpent talking to her? Did she not question it? See, women are also notoriously naive when it comes to certain things. Amen? We're smart. But when it comes to certain things, when it comes to wisdom and knowledge, we latch on to it. Amen? Hallelujah. And we can be a bit naive. Sometimes you can fool a woman. Ask <laughs> Eve and ask every other woman in the world, have you ever been fooled by a man? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been lied to by a man? Mm-hmm. But guess what? Same thing on the other side. A man has been lied to by a woman, too. Amen? But we're talking about women now. We're not talking about men. Maybe we can get some men together so that they can discuss this and do a live program on that. Amen? Hallelujah. But for right now, we're with the female. When the serpent talks to her, the Bible tells you how he came and, oh, he was so subtle. And, you know, if he, they weren't so dangerous, a serpent is really a gorgeous creature. If you look at a snake, if he didn't have the danger attached to him, they are beautiful creatures, amen? But it's something, an inherent fear in us against a snake or a serpent. We see them, we want to run or chop. Some people shoot, whatever, just to get rid of it, amen? Hallelujah, we don't want it in our presence. All serpents, all snakes are not poisonous. They are just as scared of you as you are of them. But when we see one, like, you know, you have a black snake in your garden, that black snake is not poisonous. He's going to run from you. <laughs> All he see is human, and that's it. And let me tell you something about a rattlesnake. 
A rattlesnake won't bother you unless you bother him because he's scared of you. But if you bother him, if you disrupt him in any manner, he will strike. Amen? But if you don't bother him, he's going the other way. Ask anybody from Texas. They'll tell you. Hallelujah. Anyway, when she saw the serpent there, and he's telling her, as God said, mm-hmm, and then she gave him her version of what God had said. And the Satan told, the serpent told her, in other words, in essence, God is lying. He doesn't want you to eat of that tree because he knows the day that you do, that you will be as wise as him. Now, let us go back to the beginning. This is in Genesis. But remember how the Bible says that Satan wanted to exalt his throne above God. In other words, he got his butt on his back and thought he was better than God. So he was trying to exalt himself above the throne of God, his throne above the throne of God. He was so beautiful, had music walking everywhere. I mean, he got, mm, people would see him or the angels would see him. Oh, there's Satan. They would just love to see him. You know, and his, mm-hmm, yeah. You know how you get so built up in yourself that you can't stand yourself? That's what happened to Satan. He was committing mutiny in heaven. He he really thought that he could exalt his throne above his creator, above the Most High. We know that's never going to happen. He tried to form a coup, and he did in heaven. And you see what God did. He kicked him out, right? All right, let's go back to the garden. So he went to Eve with the same lie. No, 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 sister, that ain't it. I'm paraphrasing y'all. God don't want you to eat of that tree because he knows the day that you do that you will be as wise as he is. You will be as God. And she fell for that mess. Hmm. She took that fruit from the tree. Don't know whether it was an apple, a fig, or a plum. Don't even know. The Bible does not say. It just says the fruit. Amen. She took it, and she did eat, the Bible says. Then she gave to her husband with her. We always thought that Eve was by herself. But no, because Adam knew that Eve did not like being by herself. Because of course, so of course he was there with her. Amen. So she took up the fruit, and then he, she gave it to her husband with her. He was right there with her. He saw what she did. He heard the serpent, but he said not a mumbling word. He took up that fruit and ate, and both of their eyes came open. Amen. See, when her eyes came open, the glory was still on Adam. But I often ask myself, well, wait a minute. Wasn't he shocked when she saw all of a sudden, when he saw that all of a sudden she ate the fruit and she was naked? How could he eat other fruit? Didn't he say, oh, my God, what, what, what happened? No, he did nothing. He said nothing. He just ate. And they both looked at each other and found that they were naked. So now they have something else to deal with. Wait a minute. What happened to the clothing we had, the glorious clothing that we had? Where is God? 
anti-hypocrisy had left. Amen. These two people who had dominion, rulership, governorship over the earth, now were lower than this serpent mm, that told them that lie. So now, God comes and he asks them, where are thou? Adam, first thing he did was say, that woman that thou givest me. Can you imagine how that woman felt? Instead of him saying, well, Lord, you know, we did something wrong. We're sorry. He hollered, that woman that thou givest me. And she hollered, that serpent beguiled me. But wait a minute. Mm. Can you imagine how she felt? This man that had been taking care of her, this man that she knew that loved her, he provided her every need. He knew that she was beautiful because he had nothing to compare with. She looked better than a bear. She looked better than a giraffe. Come on now. He had the most beautiful thing in that garden. Mm. And then he comes up with that woman that thou givest me. Can you imagine her heartbreaking? This man that she loved so much, all of a sudden turned on her. He didn't protect her. He didn't put we. He said, that woman that thou givest me. Mm. Can you imagine how broken her heart was? Can you imagine the disappointment she felt in this man that she depended on? In this man that would know what she wanted before she even said it? In this man, hallelujah, who was learning with him, and with this man that had love in his eyes, not hatred, not accusation, hallelujah, he didn't even have lust in his heart or in his eyes. He had love, pure agape love. All of a sudden, this man turned on her and said, this woman thou givest me. Mm. My God. Women, have any of y'all ever been hurt by the man that you love? Yeah, you know how it feels there. Now she turned and she told God that that serpent beguiled me. She didn't say nothing about Adam. She said that serpent beguiled me. A woman will love you even if you do her wrong. She said that serpent beguiled me. She didn't put it on Adam. She put it on where it came from, that serpent, which is what Adam should have done. But the first thing on his mouth is that woman that thou givest me. Anyway, we know the story, and God cursed the serpent, but he also cursed Adam and Eve, and he put them out of the garden. Because if he didn't, they would have ate of the tree of life. And since they had already eaten of the tree of good and evil, and then turn around and eat of the tree of life, they would have remained in their sins eternally. Hallelujah. And that was God won't have in that. Amen. So he kicked out the serpent. He also got Adam and Eve out there. The angel drove them out of that little bit of heaven that God had gave them. So now they're out there in the wilderness. That beauty that they lived in was gone. I don't know how long they lived in it. But if you live in something like heaven, one day you're going to miss it. Amen. Hallelujah. How much more time do I have, Stephanie? Okay. 
Okay. You are going to miss that little piece of heaven that you had. Now, we know the curse. Eve was to bear children in pain, and Adam was to till the soil. See, in the garden, the only thing he had to do was go pick a plant when it got too full because the garden was not watered by rain from the sky like it is now. That came during Noah's day. The garden was literally, the mist from the garden came up from the earth. Hallelujah. And it watered the plants. It went to the roots first. Amen. Now when it rains down, a plant can be damaged, especially with all the chemicals in the air. That's another story for another time. But it was watered from the roots. And when you water something from the roots, a little hint from a gardener, water your plants from the roots first. Don't take it and pour it on top of because you're going to break some stems, some fruit going to fall off, some flowers going to fall off. Water it at the roots. Amen. That's where the nutrients are and the dirt where you put it at. And that's the way it was in the garden. Amen. They were watered from the roots up. But now, since they were locked out of that little piece of heaven called the Garden of Eden in the east, and with angels all around and with flaming swords at each entrance, guess what? They couldn't enter anymore. But they had to eat. So Adam's curse was to till the soil. The soil didn't want to obey Adam because they were fallen, amen? And when they fell, everything else fell. They, everything else, the whole earth was going to fall and stay. Now he had to walk, watch out for the lions and the tigers and the bears before they were his friends. Now they're looking at him like food, amen? So not only did he had to kill the soil and it didn't want to yield its fruit, but he had to protect himself and his wife makes me wonder how much protection did he do because of the way he treated her in the garden. How much protection did he really do? But it all happened that way. Eve began to bear children. It said, and Adam knew Eve. Amen. She became pregnant, and she bore her first son, Cain. Then came Abel. Then, now we're not going down that road. Anyway, go to Genesis and read that. We're talking about the woman. Here we have a woman outside of where she was created. All this dust and dirt and wilderness and like, wow. She came from beauty and now she was out there in who knows what. But we'll finish next week. That is all I'm going to do this week. Next week is going to be... Um, what a woman wants. Now, after the fall, what does a woman want? Amen. Hallelujah. Then there's going to be what does a wife want. Then there's going to be what does a mother want. Because we see Adam as the victim. Really, the woman was the victim. When you read it and see what he did, what he said, instead of protecting her. And ever since then, we've been like kind of the underdogs, y'all. Amen. But we love our husbands and our sons and everything. But if you go back to the beginning, you begin to read, you kind of get a little tipped, you know. Why does he say that? And why is it still that way today? But join us here next Saturday on Reaching the Masses Media Ministry 
live, hallelujah, Saturday morning, live with Jesus. And for our topic, what a woman needs. Amen. Hallelujah. What a woman wants. Whichever way we name it, we will be here next Saturday on into January. We need to get this thing straight. Bring it right on up front. Amen. Because some of us don't know what we need or we want. Amen. I spent that time for years. Hallelujah. I'm sorry about the noise, y'all. You know we live. But we went on for years not knowing what we needed or what we wanted. Amen. But we're coming to you from the Bible perspective. Amen. Hallelujah. So join us here next Saturday. Hallelujah. You've been listening to Evangelist Portia McIver along with Sister Stephanie. Hallelujah. We're going to do the closing prayer. So if you'll bow your head with me, don't forget the prayer list, y'all. Amen. And don't forget us next Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amen. Come join us next week. Hallelujah. With what a woman needs. Amen. That's the title. What a woman needs. Let us go before the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name, Father. We thank you for this topic, <clears throat> this series, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. I thank you for being a woman, hallelujah. I enjoy being a woman, Lord, hallelujah. Though I've had hurts and knockdowns and pains and disappointments, Lord, I still love being a woman. That's what you made me and that's what I will always be. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to understand why these things have happened to us. What is the difference between man and woman? Hallelujah. How can a man hurt a woman so bad? Hallelujah. How can a woman love man so deep? Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name. Bless each and every listening ear here, Lord. Hallelujah. Keep us safe. Put peace in our home, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we know that there are some good men out there. Hallelujah. But there are some, woo, other men out there, Lord, that I ask you to take care of. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you and I glorify your name. We're not here to put down man. This is not man bashing. Hallelujah. Because you said man is the head. God is the head of man and man is the head of woman. Amen. But if that woman has no head, then God is her covering. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're often asked, do you have a covering? And, Lord, you know I'll tell him in a minute. Yes, I have a covering. His name is Jesus Christ. But that's what your word says. We are your covering. Our hair covers us. But then over there, hair is you. Because you are our, hallelujah, covering. Hallelujah. God the Father is our head. Jesus, you are our covering. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost leads and guides us. We thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you once again for being a woman. I would not have it any other way. Despite the childbirth pains and all of that, Lord, I thank you for being a woman. Hallelujah. That's what you made me, and that's what I will forever be. Hallelujah. Don't want to be a man. Don't desire to be a man. Hallelujah. But they go through some things that I can't go through, Lord. I realize that, too. So I ask you to lift up our brothers, Lord, and put love, hallelujah, in and kindness in their heart, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Father. 
and cast your angels all around us. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters who are not saved, if you are not saved yet, if you have not given your life to God yet, hallelujah, do so today. Because time is running short, amen. I don't know how they took me 40, 50 years, but it's still running short, amen. Some of us are young enough, or some of you all are young enough. Well, some of us are young enough. God promised us 120 years. You are young enough to be here in the next 50 years, amen. So, get yourself together. Give your life to God. Amen. Hallelujah. We are getting ready to open up a I Yeah, I say ha. <laughs> we graduated and um, we have been on commission or ordained, whatever way you call it. We will let you know more later on, but um, we, we have been given permission um, to start a home-based, what is it called, uh, home-based congregation, amen, so be looking out for that announcement, it won't be until next year, but everything that we have taught and more, hallelujah, we're going to teach you, but you have to register for the classes, the classes will be free. There are some books you need to buy, but they're not my books, and I don't get paid for them, amen, unless I use them as a uh, affiliate, which right now I don't think I will, but we'll be letting you know, you know, later on what's going on. It'll be next year when we're going to start that, amen, because it's time for us to go back to the beginning, amen, hallelujah, do what God says to do and not what man says to do. Holly and I'll explain that to you after this is. But we love you. God loves you. Have a great Saturday. Amen. Hallelujah. And ask yourself if you're not saved. If something happens to me today, where will I spend eternity? Have a great day. Bye bye.